Would you like to count us down? In five, four, three, two. Let's go, Steven. I didn't know that was a real song. Oh, it's a real song already. Sing along if you know the words. I don't think anybody knows the words ever. <laughs> Goodbye, heart. Welcome to episode 116, I think, of Santa Mira After Dark. I'm hmm. Jeremy. I'm Stephen. And um, today, I've, I've, I've... I forgot the line. <laughs> I was going to say... We're off to a great start. I've done sinful things with the boys in my class. <laughs> because today... Nice. What are, we, what, are we, what are we talking about? We are talking about Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Yes, directed by Brad Pittman, and uh, I guess co-directed I by... Ro and every time I say that, it hurts. You don't like it? No. Oh, I, I, I love it. <laughs> um, Co-directed co by Ron Oliver, which we'll, we'll get into a little bit why I say he... It was co-directed by him. Um, also written by Ron Oliver, starring uh, Lisa Schrage, I think it's how you say it, Michael Ironside, Wendy Lyon, and uh, uh, among other people. So, A whole plethora of people. Yes. yes. And uh, despite what the title might have you believe, this is not a sequel to Prop Nights. <laughs> Um, no. Yeah, I, I've I've never seen the original Prom Night. I've seen the remake, like when it came out on DVD in like two thousand eight. Mm -hmm. I have seen both the original and the remake. Okay, so I I kind of wanted to um, get into our Prom Night um, experiences, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, how was your uh, senior prom? Uh, it was okay. <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. We, we don't have to talk about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So like, like, did you do you like the original prom night movie? Do you like the remake? Like, where do you? Where, where I you like the remake the most of the three. I liked the original. I don't really remember it too much, but 
from what I remember, I like it. That is a Jamie Lee Curtis movie, correct? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I was I, shocked to find out because I was watching it years ago. We had it on DVD, and the DVD was like Halloween H2O, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Until you turn the case around, and then you see screenshots from the movie. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I, I do remember that. The, the cover of the DVD had a picture of her from Halloween H2O when she's looking through the window. Michael yeah. Myers, like it has that one. <laughs> and, Don't know why. And, there's plenty of screenshots to choose from Prom Night, unless they didn't remaster, like they didn't do this one. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you could have found like a something, a, a, something from the movie to update your cover. I, Maybe I think. A knife. <laughs> I think the idea was that she had like short red hair. Yeah. So. I think she had like curly red hair in the movie. Okay, maybe not then. I I, I don't know what they were thinking. Um, it's not like they snuck Michael Myers on the cover or anything to trick people. So, yeah, I, I don't know, but I I do remember that. Um, and there's and... also the Photoshop picture. Well, not really Photoshop, but it's like art, and she still looks like her older self. Oh, like the. Because the cover of Prom Night 2 has like that drawing as well. Um, yeah. I, I, I miss when horror movies did that. Like the, yeah. the drawings. Like I, I guess like Evil Dead Rise did something different. Like I don't know. I, I like when the cover of the like the, the posters were um, you know different from like things you would see in the movie. And they did that with Evil Dead Rise. Like that the cover of that yeah. in the movie. Um, yeah, you did send me the, the picture, and I'm looking at it now. And yeah, that's she, not Halloween H2O. Yeah, she looks nothing like uh, Halloween H2O, so that's an odd choice. But but yeah, you, you roll with it. Yeah. Um, I I don't remember the remake very much at all. Um, I I know I've seen it on DVD when it came out in like 2008, like I said. But that's mm-hmm. like all all I remember. Like I remember watching it, I don't remember anything about it. Um, I've watched it several times. Oh. Um, I guess you could say it's one of your favorites. No, <laughs> but um, I watched it a lot as a as a teen. Oh, I got you. Hoping my prom experience would be like that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> with a with a stalker involved. <laughs> So yeah, I guess. Well, that's... it was such a lavish. I should reward that. I don't want another mix-up. <laughs> oh, you want like a? It was like a lavish hotel they were all staying at. Okay. Yeah. Our, it was our, just our, our our from... was Yeah, wasn't it like a masquerade? Yeah. And I feel like no one wore their masks. <laughs> no. Now, if I, like I have not... done masquerade. Now, I mean, not for prom, but for like a party. I would go all out. Yeah. Um I I just I just saw on <clears throat> Facebook reminded me that our prom was 10 years ago yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that was a shocking revelation. But um yeah, speaking of the the stalkers of uh you know the original prom night and the remake, I guess that's a good 
good segue into this movie because to my surprise this movie does not involve stalker or slasher for the most part Uh um now when when you went into it did you expect this to be a possession movie yeah because i read the description okay I did not read the description, so... <laughs> oh, so you just clicked on it. Like, I I, I saw... So I was watching, like, forget what it's called. Like, there's an 80s documentary on on uh, Shudder. I was watching that, and they were going through a bunch of slasher movies. And they mentioned uh, Prom Night 2. And mm-hmm. they said it was surprisingly like very good for being a sequel and all this. And they were, they were praising the movie. So I looked it up on Letterboxd and it has a 3.2 rating. So I was like, that's, that's very high for a 80s slasher sequel. So that's like all I paid attention to is I heard people say it was good. And I saw the rating was good. I didn't read the plot. Um, I like skimmed through the trailer and I just assumed like the entire prom night franchise like I, I knew the stories weren't connected, so I knew we could jump into Prom Night 2 without watching the first one. But uh-huh. I thought it would be like a different stalker story each time. And that's what I thought we were getting into. And from yeah, the very... it wasn't the same thing over and over again. And it was something different. Yeah. And to my surprise, like from the the opening of the movie, it like reveals that this is a supernatural movie because like it, it has mm-hmm. like that that uh shot that's like going into the chest in the basement of the school or whatever. Um so yeah I, I was very surprised that this was <laughs> that this was a possession movie because I as I started watching it I thought it was a slasher so yeah to my surprise but <clears throat> um yeah, I guess that would be a, a good way to kind of explain the plot. So would you like to uh, give a brief plot description of Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, we find out at the beginning of the... Well, that's not really a description. That's more of a a deep description. So... Yeah, 30 years after Mary Lou is killed at prom. In a stink bomb-related mishap. Yes. She ends up possessing a new girl after opening a trunk in the school's basement. Yes. And now everybody left that dealt with her death has to face the horror in the 80s now. Oh. That sounds like it. That 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 the ending part sounds like it'd be on the back of the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that I yeah, that's a that's a solid description of it. But and she definitely um shows her age once she's possessed because she starts using every slang you could possibly think of that was around in the fifties just oh, to yeah. prove just to prove that she's. <laughs> She's from the 50s. Yeah. Uh, one thing I noticed that I thought was um, interesting was that when, and I, I guess 
I'm 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 hesitant because it's kind of a spoiler, but um, when when Vicky is possessed by Mary Lou, like prior prior to that, she doesn't wear makeup or anything. She comes from this very religious home, and then once she's possessed by Mary Lou, she wears like eyeshadow and lipstick and nail polish. I thought that was a that was a nice mm-hmm. touch. Um, I thought it was just the makeup at first. And then I realized, like, oh, she's actually wearing lipstick, too. So that's... I, I just thought it was a nice little touch to um, to this character. But... So, you you texted me, because you, you watch this movie first. Texted mm-hmm. me. You gave this two stars on Letterboxd, to my surprise. Yeah. You texted me and said that not much happens after the beginning. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm here to argue that point because <laughs> I I feel like this movie like barely takes a second to breathe. Um there is and I guess we could talk about it in the spoiler section, but there is like so much that happens in this movie because <laughs> it <laughs> it it very much takes inspiration from uh a nightmare on Elm Street and and Carrie. Yeah, that's like, the elephant in the room that we can just get out of the way now. Yeah. Even, like... It, it, it almost combines them, because it, it has, like, the fire at the beginning of the movie at the prom. So, like, it has, it has both the incident at the prom, and it has the villain being burnt alive and dying. So it, it very much takes from both of them. And then Mary Lou, um, she's able to not necessarily like make you dream like Freddy Krueger does, but that's essentially what she does. Except they call it hallucinations. It's like they were afraid of a lawsuit. So <laughs> uh-huh. um, there's a, a lot here that reminds me of a Nightmare on Elm Street. Even the very ending, like it's very reminiscent of a Nightmare on Elm Street, and I, I'm very it's surprised. The same thing. <laughs> What'd you say? It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a essentially the same ending. Uh, yeah, so I guess if if you've seen a Nightmare on Elm Street, you've pretty much seen Prom Night too. Um, it's without without the um, excitement of Freddy being there. Yeah, it it's not nearly as good as a Nightmare on Elm Street, but. I actually really, really like this movie. Um, and we talked about it in the last episode that I seem to be very lenient towards like 80s horror movies. And and even slasher movies in general, because like in our Texas Chainsaw Massacre review, uh, the last one, the legacy sequel, like I was the okay. one here saying that it was a good movie. And to my recollection, you you don't necessarily like that movie. Yeah. And uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, Initiation, like I was a big fan of that movie, and you weren't. Um, Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, like we, we, both kind like of, we, we both kind of agreed that that was a good movie, but... Better than 2 and 3. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But 
But I, I will go through the prom night journey. If it went through Silent Night, Deadly Night, I can go through anything. <laughs> Maybe not anything. But... <laughs> okay, so Hellraiser's coming up. <laughs> yeah, that, that one. I don't know about that one. Ten movies right there. Um, I'll watch the remake again. <laughs> that's another one. I really like the Hellraiser remake. And... Like, you, you liked it. I like but, it. But I feel like I liked it a lot more than you did. Yeah. So... I don't know if it's just like I have a soft spot for these movies, but I don't know. But well, I really liked Intruder. Yes, Intruder was great. Uh, check out our last episode on Intruder. But yeah, like I said, this movie, like I, 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 I'm confused as to how you think that nothing happens after the beginning. So would you would you care to explain? <laughs> well, I felt like I was sitting through the the build up to what was going to happen for too long. Like, okay, we're sitting here with these characters that I just could not care about. I tried. So you don't care about Vicky? Not really. You don't care about Bud? Bud the priest? What... <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Um, Billy, uh, Craig's father. You don't care about Craig and Billy? They're okay. <laughs> I don't know, because, like, <laughs> it, it, it feels like they just, like, cared about this movie so much, and I just don't understand how you could come out, come out here and say that nothing happens, because, like, there's even, like, small details, like, like I said, like, Vicky... Vicky's makeup changes when she's possessed. And, like, once Mary Lou's spirit is released, like, the frame cracks on her picture. Or on, on her, on the school, on the class picture. Um, Maybe father, it's just power because I've seen other possession movies that have been better. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, 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 it just I'm, feels like for a point in time, until she opens the chest, things just aren't moving. Well, well, that's the like the the getting to know section part of the movie. But I mean, I feel like with the runtime, it's like ninety seven minutes or something. Like at least for most of this movie, there's a lot of things that you know, actually happen and actually have... And I checked the time when I was watching it, and she didn't get possessed until almost an hour in. Yeah, but her her spirit is still out there, like, killing people. Like, she she kills... Um, yeah, there was, like, uh, a death or two. Yeah, she kills Jess, I think her name is. Like, Yeah. Um, and I mean, we are getting into the spoiler section, so I, I'm just going to drop the spoiler and just... Um. Yeah. So, so I like the movie. Would you say you liked it, or do you not like it, or where are you at on the spectrum? I mean, it's not the worst. I like it. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Probably not gonna rewatch it. But I liked it. You're not gonna make it an essential uh, prom season viewing. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Interesting. Every May, I'm popping in this movie. <laughs> because I would just watch 
Carrie instead. That's that's oh, the, a, Carrie, the Carrie remake. To that's be a, exact. That's a good point. Um, I, I'll actually give you credit for that one because, um, first off, I, I don't remember the Carrie remake, but I do remember. I remember watching it and I remember liking it, but I don't. Oh, Chris in the remake. I think that was her name. Uh, put, put that on the wheel for the next for the next episode. Put that on the wheel. Um, Twenty thirteen Carrie. Yeah. Um, I I I really like the original Carrie. Uh, I believe it's a Brian De, De Palma movie, so it has that going for it. Uh, isn't John Travolta in that one as well? Um, is he? I think he's getting a blowjob in the car at one point. Oh, I remember correctly. Nice. Um, yeah, that's I what Elgort's in the remake. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I. Um, yeah, is, isn't he canceled? Allegedly. I don't know if he's still. Okay. Uh, yeah, John Travolta <laughs> is in the the original Carrie. He was in West Side Story, Grammy nominated, Grammy nominated, Oscar nominated. <laughs> so maybe not. The Grammy nominated actor. And it was a musical. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I told totally it when I used to work at Best Buy. There was a there was like a Microsoft display, and it would play that song. It was like a Microsoft speaker or something that they probably don't even make anymore. Mm-hmm. And it would play Ansel Elgort's song, and it would blast throughout the store. Like it'd just be dead quiet. A customer would go up and touch the display, and you would just hear, "Call me a thief." <laughs> And that song's so loud. Yeah. Because I think he just belts that out right away. <laughs> yeah, he, do- he does. There's a reason they picked that song for that, <laughs> for that display. But has a really good beat. Honestly, the only part I, I know is the beginning. Because <laughs> I've heard it so I know, many I was times. Su- I was surprised when you knew the song. But I was like, oh, he shouldn't know this song. <laughs> yeah, that's how I know it. Because of the, the display at Best Buy. I think his best one was All I Think About Is You or Supernova. Okay, interesting. But anyways. <laughs> back back to the feature film, Hello Mary Lou, from night Yeah, we might we might have to see him next week. But until then <laughs> a chaotic episode, just like the movie. All right. <laughs> um Let's play that mid sentence. <laughs> speaking of chaos, <laughs> um, speaking of chaos, uh, Prom Night Two was originally it was filmed as the movie the Haunting of Hamilton High. Yeah. Um, have you have you heard the story? No. Okay. It was filmed with like that. Like it was. Its oh own... wait, wait. It was its own movie, but they wanted it to be. They wanted to capitalize on the success. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and I guess, according to IMDb, in the original movie, they say in the original movie, it's it's not who you go with, it's who takes you home. Ooh. Apparently they say that in the original movie. Which I have not seen, so I can't confirm or deny. I can't remember. And it was just a coincidence that it was in this movie. Like, it was in The Haunting of Hamilton High. But... Then they were beautiful, like, and they were like, "Okay, well, let's since it's a prom movie, let's just, you know, make it its own thing." 
or, or not make it something. Let's let's put it in this franchise, and then we'll capitalize on that. So that's essentially why this movie has no connection to the original movie. But then I guess the the sequel continues this story, and I guess Mary Lou possesses people like later on. Uh huh. Because it said none of the characters return from this movie. And like I was even... hoping. Well, that's good. Um, <laughs> I was hoping. Well, I guess that would mean that they didn't go back to school. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. They didn't, they didn't get held back. Yeah, I was hoping it would be like each movie is a separate um thing. Well, certainly Deadly Night, the first three kind of connect. Unfortunately, the third one was made instead of its own story too. Yeah. See, it can yeah. always get worse. No, that's true. It can always be Silent Night, Deadly Night Three. Yeah, that that's very true. But um, yeah, the uh, the character of Mary Lou returns for Prom Night Three in uh, Prom Night Three, The Last Kiss. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> uh, I guess the same school had a, a, another incident. In 1957, because in Prom Night 4, Deliver Us from Evil, um, it take like the, the opening incident takes place at uh, the Hamilton High uh, Prom in 1957. So, yeah, I guess this school just has a, a degree of having bad things happen at prom. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. Um, they would I, probably have to cancel it. Yeah, that's that's what it seems like. Uh, another interesting thing, because I did I did mention at the top of the podcast that uh, the screenwriter Ron Oliver was brought on to co-direct the movie, and okay. this hap this this happened after the film was uh, was finished, and. The studio was like, this movie doesn't work. So they brought in Ron Oliver to rewrite and reshoot scenes for a week. And it included oh. the the locker room death scene, the, the rocking horse, and the chalkboard scene. So my question is, if those things weren't in the original movie, like, what was this movie? <laughs> yeah, it would have been even less... The yeah. Rocket Horse, I actually really like. Yeah, that is... Reminded me of the Elm Street phone. Yes. But, like, with personality. Because you can't really have personality with a phone. But you sure can with a horse. Oh, that, that tongue... Is it, what they say. That, that tongue gives a lot of personality in the Elm Street movie. <clears throat> well, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I see what you're saying. Because, like, the horse, like... Has eyes and stuff. Yeah, it seemingly like comes to life and gives like an evil glare, and that part was was funny because the dad comes in the room and is like, "What's going on?" And she's just like, "Nothing." And it's like you you don't want to say that that, that rocking horse in your room came to life. Yeah, but she also might be a little like child stuff. <laughs> she also might be a little bit too old to have a to have a rocking horse in her room, but. That's it's like an heirloom. Maybe. So, yeah, let, let's talk about the incident that takes place 
the beginning of the movie because because it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we meet Mary Lou in 1957. She's giving a confession at at a at a church, and she's like confessing that uh, she's done sinful things with the boys and all this and that. And then she kind of just rubs it in the priest's face because she's like, well, I liked it. <laughs> and it's like, why would you even go out of your way to go to the church to say that? Yeah, because it's, it's obvious that she's like not religious or anything like uh -huh. she, but she goes out of her way to go to this confession. So I don't know. It, it might just be a way to let us know that like, hey, this um, this is a uh, like that this girl is not a good person, pretty much like this is our villain is what it's saying. And yeah. like even up to the point where like she goes like she gets burnt alive, I was like, I was I was I was like holding on to the hope that this was going to be a slasher movie because I was still thinking like oh she's just going to be burnt, and it's going to be like the burning, where the, <laughs> the 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 villain gets burnt alive and then she I'll comes back. Forget, never forget the banjo scene. Mm. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. It's a previous episode. We did that last summer. Check out our episode on the burning. <laughs> Has a. Uh, George Costanza from Seinfeld in it, and it has um, very random banjo scene where <laughs> they're just paddling in their kayaks. <laughs> and well, the banjo like sped up too. Yeah, I think so. But um, peak cinema. Yeah, but uh, we got yeah. that so we could get the Green Knight. What? <laughs> How do they? We even... got we got that scene. And then, so we could get the Green Knight. <laughs> You're not explaining it. Because <laughs> the, the Green Knight is peak cinema, too. Oh, so just because they're good movies? <laughs> just because they're beautifully shot. They go hand in hand. I'm sure there was water in the Green Knight. The river. I just... <laughs> Remember I, the I, river? Yeah, I, I remember the river. I just don't. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm, I'm not picking up on any connection at all between the burning and the green knight. Some might say it's the same river. Oh, okay. Interesting. And the same beautiful shots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> all right, walk us through this opening scene, please. <laughs> Alright, so we're at prom. And Mary Lou's prom queen. And I don't why did why did they try to do that to her? Like throwing a stink bomb? Okay, so Because they didn't um, want her to be prom queen? No, so I guess I'll walk us through the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steven didn't watch the movie. <laughs> yes I so, did. So uh Billy <laughs> Billy is her boyfriend. Uh, she sends Billy off for um, to get like punch or something, and then she, like Billy comes back and Mary Lou's gone, and she and he finds out that she's hooking up with Bud. Okay, mm. and they have that whole scene where they're like getting it on, and 
she's talking about how Billy's real good to her and all this and that. And then Bud is like, well, then why are you cheating on him? And she says, because it's a free country. And that comes back later on when Bud is the priest and encounters Mary Lou in a confession. But, um, and the country's still free. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> in, um, <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so Billy goes to the bathroom. He encounters these kids making a stink bomb, and then the principal comes in and they hide the stink bomb in, in the trash. And then the principal leaves. They have an encounter. Billy and the principal have an encounter because Billy sees him as an idol. And this is who Billy strives to be in life because 30 years later, it's revealed that he's the principal of this school. Yeah. I, I don't think that was the. Um, I remember him being principal. Yeah. I, good. Um, I, I don't think that that's the implication that he saw him as an idol, but... Um, Seemed and, like it. Anyway, he, he takes the stink bomb out of the bathroom, and this is his... He tries to get his revenge on Mary Lou because he goes into the scaffold, and when she's getting around prom queen, he drops the stink bomb on her. And I think his intention was that he would just make her smell or something. I think that was the uh -huh. idea. But he accidentally sets her on fire. So do you remember any of this? Yeah. Okay, good. Next time, um, threw a grenade instead. Yeah, and Not really. and all all these kids instead of helping her or anything, you know, grabbing a fire extinguisher, um, you know, like throwing water on her. Like how somebody grabs a coat, but they didn't do anything with the coat. Yeah, and like, like one I of the thought, I thought they were going to try to put it put it out, but yeah, one of the guys, <laughs> one of the guys, Bud is like just pounding on the steps. <laughs> and is like, like that's just his reaction to this. He's like throwing a fit and just pounding on the steps. Like, oh, the horror! <laughs> it's like, no, no one's doing anything, and it's it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they're just watching her burn. Yeah, the so, shots of her on fire kind of reminds me of the one Elm Street movie. I don't remember which one, where you see fire and like Freddy's peeking through it. Might be part two. Might be part five. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I don't really remember. But no, we see, like, I like the shots of her. Mm -hmm. I, like, you could tell she's not actually on fire in the shots, but we look beyond that. Yeah, because it, it is... Still, like, it still looked cool. Yeah, it's like she's just looking through fire instead of, like, actually being on fire. But, yeah. But it, they... They'd never really explain it, but I guess her dress was saved. <laughs> Fireproof dress. Her, her dress was saved because Vicky, who is uh, comes from a very religious home, which is, like we said, very Carrie-inspired. Mm -hmm. um, she's, um, like, her, her mother won't get her a prom dress, so she's like, well, I'm going to go to the gallows of the school and find myself a nice prom dress because I don't want to wear the ugly green dress that my parents have for me. And oh, that was a movie. The Gallows it was. Um but she I, I don't know. I I I don't understand A how the dress was saved, B how the school just like lets this room 
be like rummaged through because I guess the implication is that they like have prom dresses for girls who need them. Doesn't it, doesn't it seem that way? Yeah. It, it's like, and I thought she was going through like the drama club stuff. I was like, why would you get a dress, a dress from the drama club? That's what I thought too, but it's like it's it's just a room filled with prom dresses, which you know it's actually nice of the school to do. Like if you can't afford, yeah, prom dress, because school would never. That that's one thing I never understood about proms. Um, you know, like the guys, like we rented tuxedos and then you return them like the next day. Yeah, but the girls. Uh, I believe they were they had to buy their dresses and like they weren't able to uh, <laughs> they weren't able to return them if I remember correctly. Yeah. I never wore a dress to prom so I'm not 100% sure. But meaning those wore a tuxedo that was too big. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> my tuxedo was too big. But, like but my jacket. Got, yeah, but we got him like you try them on. But I thought I fit. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so the spirit of Mary Lou is unleashed when she's, <laughs> once uh, the key's going through and, you know, she finds the chest that Mary Lou's spirit is, is locked away in. Um, I don't understand why the school wouldn't just, like, hide this elsewhere. Yeah. Or, like, not in the school. You know, like, anywhere that people can't get to. Like, that would be... Anywhere else. Like, I guess... I I guess... uh, uh, Like, if I had to rewrite the the part of the movie, I guess a good place would be, like, since Billy was responsible for it, it's in Billy's attic, or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And since... Uh, Craig is da- Craig is dating Vicky. That, that would be a, a good way of her. Like, like he's like my my parent. Craig's like my parents have this prom dress upstairs. If you want it, and that's how she gets unleashed. Like that, like that would make more sense, I believe. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know because I feel like <laughs> there there's a lot of reasons why this just doesn't work, but. Because, like, the, I guess the second part would be that this is, like, evidence. Um, other part would be, like, I'm sure <laughs> Mary Lou had, like, a family. So. Apparently they didn't like her. Maybe they would want the dress or something? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't understand how the dress survived and this is where it ended up. But yeah. I don't know. Um. Yeah, so I, I guess the first kill of the movie is is uh, Jess's death, and like once she dies, it's it's revealed that they are treating it like a suicide. Wasn't she upset that she was pregnant or something? Uh, that's what I read on IMDb, but I totally missed that part of the movie. If they did mention it, like I remember her crying in the corner, but I don't remember her saying she was pregnant. Um, but I remember there's that scene where she she says goodbye to Vicky, and she's, like, very sincere about it. So so you think, ooh, goodbye. Yeah. And, like, 
once they said that it was that they think it's a suicide, like it kind of made more sense, like why they put in that she said goodbye like that. Because you know, if that happens, you might look back and be like, "Oh, they were saying their goodbyes to me." But yeah, but uh, this death is actually, um, it's probably the the. Well, no, there's a lot. There's one that's a lot worse at the end of the movie. But they... Well, first off, they tease that, like, the paper cutter is going to be involved because the paper cutter is, like, the blade on it's, like, up. And then Jess is getting dragged by the neck. And she's, like, on the the paper cutter. And it's like, oh, they're going to cut her head off. But then... (laughs) Then the uh, spirit of Mary Lou just hangs her from the ceiling. Yeah. And then there's like a moment of silence and it um you just see Jess like fly through the window and <laughs> like I don't know, I feel like if that's the if, if if that's like the chain of events, I feel like you have to look into murder or something because Yeah. It's, it's questionable. Because it's like, well she tried to hang herself and that didn't work, so she jumped out the window. And yeah, I don't know. I, th- I just thought that was a. I don't know. I, f- I feel like if, if that's the chain of events, I feel like you have to look into that a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, they probably also didn't find any fingerprints or anything on anything since this is a, a ghost doing this. So I don't know. I'm I'm not sure how this would go, but. Ectoplasm. <clears throat> but yeah, that, that's only in Ghostbusters. Like. I don't know. Like, how how do you feel about this death? Since you you're in the the camp who thinks that like nothing happened in this movie. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> <sighs> well, I don't know <laughs> what to say. <laughs> like, <clears throat> like, the, do you think that this is like one of the? Um, did, w- would you say that this is like an underwhelming death, and that's how you feel like nothing happened? Because I wanted, like, the paper cutter. Okay. And it was, like, it was underwhelming. Let's use Intruder as an example, since we just watched that. That'd be, like, showing that meat cutter. And then cutting the meat, and then not using it for anything. Okay. Okay, yeah, I, I... I... I could, um... I, I could, I could understand where you're coming from. Um... But uh, the thing that's funny after this is that I think Bud is the priest at her funeral. Is that right? It sounds right. Or is it? I I don't remember if it was Bud or if it was another priest. But the priest at the wedding is just like, this is what the dangers of the violence on TV do to our youth. <laughs> and it's like... It's no one had time to... for. This type of preaching, <laughs> yeah, like this girl just just uh you know, like they think that she killed herself, and you're using this as a way to get your your opinion on t v and violence out there I, that reminds me of Rod's eulogy at his funeral and the first night on Elm street, and the priest uh, just says, "He who lives by the sword shall die by the sword." I'm like, oh, but don't we say that with his parents right there, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, broad because he, cause they think that he killed. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I I forgot who Rod was in that movie, but 
Yeah, pretty much saying that he deserved it because they think he killed <laughs> he killed somebody. Yeah. Like, well, this is what your son gets for killing. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. So there's this whole like um storyline involving uh Kel who is like like this is like the highlight of her life. Like she has to win prom queen. And it's like she's willing she, to she she's that more, comment she made. She's more unlikable than Mary Lou. Because yeah. She's she said something about um after Jess died. She was like all the competition's running thin that maybe you two should follow suit. Yeah, and it's like, like you You wanna be prom queen that bad? <laughs> you want two other girls to <laughs> to kill themselves just because you want to be prom queen. <laughs> but uh, she does get her comeuppance because uh, she dies in a, in a falling very, light. It's like very quick fashion too. Yeah. And I mean, I, 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 I feel bad for her because she does some questionable things uh, with her mouth to <laughs> to uh, ensure that she wins uh, prom queen, and then yeah. the guy I, I don't remember his name, but the guy who uh, receives the the mouth related favor, uh, <laughs> um, um, dies via a uh, computer related mishap because Mary Lou has the ability to uh, go through cyberspace, which. I don't think they had computers back then. I mean, they were like the the big bulky gray ones, but yeah, but I didn't know they were around in the eighties. Yeah, um, obviously. I was but... shocked to find out. Yeah, is that is that what you took from this movie? <laughs> they had computers. No. Nineteen eighty-seven. <laughs> I thought it was a nineties thing. Interesting. But I was not born in the 80s, so I couldn't tell you what was around. Yeah. Could be anything. Yeah. Could be. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, she's, she's killed, uh, or no, he is killed with this, um, uh, like, like, I guess he's just, like, electrocuted through the computer. And okay. then, and then Mary Lou changes so that Vicky becomes prom queen. So Kel, um, did that stuff, you know, in vain uh, for nothing. Yeah, and I, the the guy, there's this guy who's like making fun of her for losing, and he says <laughs> he says, "Hey, Kel, how'd you blow it?" That that is actually um, <laughs> the um, uh, the 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 writer and uh, co-director of this movie, Ron Oliver, who, um. Who delivered that line? I thought that was funny. Yeah. Also, when when Mary Lou is at the uh, confessional uh, at the beginning of the movie, she writes on there for a good time. Call Mary Lou, and she <laughs> she writes her phone number. That was actually Ron Oliver's phone number. Hmm. Which I don't know why you put your real phone number in a movie. Um. But apparently, no one called. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I don't know if that's well, like, that's depressing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if because I I would I I would kind of feel bad because I'm like, did anybody see my movie? <laughs> yeah, I feel like people would call it now. 
Oh yeah, yeah. You like if it was in a movie today. Yeah, back then I think you'd have to worry about like long distance and stuff like that. Yeah. So maybe that's why people didn't call. Like the five hundred people that saw the movie might have had to <laughs> to uh, <laughs> um, pay for long distance, so they didn't do it. But, yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, look, I guess let's talk about some of the like dream sequences slash hallucinations that are in this movie because I I really like uh, the chalkboard one. That's one of my favorite scenes in this movie. That's what I was um, just about to say. I was about to say, I know we talk about the horse that I like. I like the chalkboard too. Yeah. Um, I was kind of left confused as to how they filmed this scene in the 80s with like low budget horror movie. Like th- this was one of the scenes they added with a hundred thousand dollars. So I don't know. Like we we've we we talk about the scene a lot, but like that scene in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake where Freddy comes through the wall. Mm-hmm. Like that looks a lot worse. And oh yeah, that seems miserable. <laughs> yeah, like I <clears throat> I don't understand. Like you have twenty three years of technology <laughs> on prom night two. And like prom night delivers this like chalkboard scene and it like actually looks very good. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the 2010 nightmare on Elm street just has like that miserable, uh, chalkboard or, uh, sorry, bedroom scene where Freddie comes through the wall. They had at least the, um, sleeping class part was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that movie isn't, uh, that, that movie's bad, but I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. That movie recently turned um several many years old, I don't remember. But <laughs> thirteen recently had, they recently had an anniversary. I almost 13. said ten. I was like, wait, that's not right. <laughs> thirteen years old. But um Yeah, I remember seeing that opening night in theaters. I liked it in the theater. Yeah, and that's about it. Um <laughs> Um, yeah, and so the, the chalkboard scene's uh, very good. Like, I think she, she gets grabbed through the chalkboard and pulled in, and then it turns into like a swimming pool or something, or a whirlpool. And yeah, that, that's just one of my favorite scenes. Another one is the, the locker room scene. And, you know, uh, when I saw this, I was like, is this going to be like a, like an early, uh, LGBT movie because <laughs> I thought that's where we were going. <clears throat> they, they hint at it, yeah. Because uh, Vicky, at this point, she's possessed by Mary Lou. Um, they're in the showers in the school, and she and she sees another mm-hmm. girl in there, and she kisses her on the cheek, and then the girl gets uncomfortable and like runs away. Wasn't that her friend? Yeah, I I, I can't remember her name, but I I'm I was pretty sure it was her friend. But um, so she's been acting weird. Yeah. This yeah. is the part where she throws every slang from the fifties she could think of. Yeah, there's like f slurs in there, and see you later, alligator. Yeah, <laughs> is that is that a slur? Slang. Oh, slang! I thought you said it was a. <laughs> I thought you said a slur. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, 50 I do, slang. 
I do. I do remember the the F slur getting thrown around in this movie. Mm hmm. I thought I thought that's what you were implying. No, I was talking about the slang from the fifties. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, see you later, alligator. See you later, alligator is not a slur. <laughs> no. Um, Unless you're an alligator. Yeah. Might get offended. Maybe, <laughs> but maybe. Maybe. But um Yeah, they had, so so this is another one of my favorite scenes. This was one that was added later on. And um, you know, shout out to Ron Oliver because this movie does not work without these additional scenes. I don't know if like the deaths were like much tamer. Off you know, screen. Than, Maybe. I don't know. The, the only thing IMDb says is that the studio said that the movie didn't work prior to this, and I, I feel like they're they're definitely right, and I feel like this movie, this movie works with these scenes in here. Because I, I can't imagine, like, this locker room death and the chalkboard and the horse being, like, taken out of the movie. Yeah, because that's literally the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... I like when the horse comes back too, when she's fully possessed, and the horse is just like also fully possessed, and she's sitting on it. Yeah, and, and then it quickly turns to uncomfort when her dad gonna, comes in the room. I was gonna say, speaking of scenes that can be removed from this movie, um, this is probably one of them because <laughs> she starts like making out with her father. Yeah, and, and he's not father, questioning it. <laughs> her father is more than willing to um, go along partake, with it. To partake. Yeah. Yeah, it's... That's a scene that can be removed from this, but... The, I the think mother needed to have that, like... That scene where she, like, attacks her mom. And this yeah. was only way to do it, apparently. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. It could but... have attacked both of them. Yeah, that that would have that would have worked, but like, I don't know. I, I I like the mother's reaction to this because she's instead of like, you know, my father or my my husband is like doing inappropriate things with his daughter. Like her thought process is, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna blame my daughter for this and say that she's. She's a whore, and she's committing sin. And she needs Jesus in her life, and all this and that. Yeah. And it's like I think you're because she walked in in the middle of this. She didn't see like the you know the beginning of like she she didn't see uh, Vicky come on to him. But yeah, like like her. But still, it's like her mind is definitely in the wrong place. Like she. Like, you need to be, like, you know, my husband is, uh, you know, doing inappropriate, yeah, doing inappropriate things with our daughter. And, like, that's the problem. It's not, like, it's not Vicky's fault. But, yeah, I don't know. Especially because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain that Vicky is underage. So, oh, that's... It, it's just a very uncomfortable scene, and like you said, it's it's probably just to make her attack the mother, which mm -hmm. which is like an, another one of those like Carrie inspired scenes because she yeah 
she kills the mother with telekinesis, it seems. And uh-huh. just, just like throws her through the door. And then she's just dead. And I guess the father is just left to to deal with what happened. Okay, yeah, to take to take the fall. Cause she doesn't kill him, like she, like he's fine. He probably but, got blown for it, and he can't really do anything about it. Yeah, I'm I'm just not sure where this goes after <laughs> after, after this incident. Um, and and another scene that I guess can be taken out of the movie that I don't understand. Um, Billy goes to Mary Lou's grave to dig up the body. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make sense because it's very heavily implied that Vicky is possessed. So I don't Do understand her remains or something. If they For did, I might, you might be right. If they, if they, if, if, if they did need her remains, then I understand where you're like, why this would make sense. So, but I thought his idea was to just go to her grave to make sure the body was still there and make sure she was, <laughs> she was dead. And I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. Cause it's, like he he knows that the spirit of Mary Lou is coming back. Like he knows that it's not the actual Mary Lou. Yeah. Well, it seems like they need the crown. I don't know if she was buried with it. Oh. If it okay. She was buried with it. Okay. Yeah, you're right. They that the crown is. You the are right. The crown is the key. Yeah, you are right. The the crown is the key. Um. Yeah, because that does come back later on. Yeah, I don't know how the prom queen. Or how the, the prom queen crown would be the vital piece of <laughs> solving this whole thing, <laughs> but that's like in the nun, where the blood of Christ is the only thing that could solve it, and they have it. <laughs> yeah, it's just downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that movie. Um, I know, me too. But, uh, but but yeah. Um, where were we at? Uh, yeah, so they, they dig up the body. Crown. They find that Bud is in the grave instead of, um, instead of Mary Lou. Well, his death was cool. Most of it was off screen, but like leading up to it was cool. Yeah, I I, I liked his death. Um, he, so, so yeah, you're right. It, it is mostly off screen, so maybe that's what the deaths were prior to reshoots. Um, yeah, so I, maybe like all the deaths were like that and they were like, well, we can't have all the deaths be like this. So let's go back and add some stuff to it. Um, so yeah, uh, Bud's death was he, uh, Vicky goes to the confession. to the same stuff that, um, Mary Lou did, uh, 30 years ago. And she starts like making inappropriate comments to him. And then she says something like, um, it's a, it's a, it's a free country, which is what Mary Lou said to him early oh, on. Shout out, shout out to the fifties and shout out to America. But, uh-huh. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, that, and that's how he, that's how he knows that it's the ghost of, um, Mary Lou that's taken over her body and then she breaks through the confessional cage and whatnot and like stabs him with a crucifix uh, pretty much off screen but nonetheless 
Um, I think, yeah, I think it is pretty cool and I think it works. But, um, I think that's all the deaths. Is that, is that right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I also, well, I mean, there, there, there is, um, Kel's death at the, at the prom, which is our climax of the movie, which we can get to in a minute. Cause I think we're yeah. pretty much there, but there's that scene where, uh, Billy tries to burn. Well, he does burn the, the picture of Mary Lou. Um, that's another thing. I'm not sure what the implications were as to why he would have to do that, but I don't know. Cause it, they, they 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 never really unless they're just totally missed it because I did miss the 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 crown thing so unless they unless I missed it I don't think that was necessary but all right would you like to walk us through the the climax of this movie yeah <laughs> okay now this part though actually there's a lot happening. And this is going to prove that you actually watched the movie. Like I did watch them. Oh, yeah, because I just... <laughs> Unlike your I knew all the I knew all the tidbits <laughs> of information without watching it. Unlike your attempt at describing the opening prom, you're going to describe... I was, I was put on... I don't know. I was put in the spotlight and I wasn't ready. Oh, here. But before we get there, I, I have in my notes. Here's another very cool um, scene. I didn't take notes. Okay. Um, so, so the, I guess Mary Lou is. Um, this is prior. To, or no, this is prior to Vicky becoming possessed. Uh, she's like an artist, I guess, and she. I think she draws herself. Correct. Yeah. And then she drops the pencil under the bed. And the drawing like comes off screen, and then when it comes back on screen, it's a drawing of Mary Lou. And I thought that scene was was uh, very well done. I, I really Beautiful. liked that scene. Yeah, more peak cinema, just like the burning and the Green Knight. Yes. So yeah, Vicky's, <laughs> Vicky's prom queen, much to Kelly's shock. Yes, but. Everybody else is shocked too, because a bullet strikes her. <laughs> yeah, and it's just—I <laughs> was just like, "Really? Did it shot her like that?" Because <laughs> I thought he killed her too. Yeah, because because Craig is taken out of the movie for a while. Yeah, um, Billy hit him. <laughs> he's like attacked, and knocked out, and then. He's back in his bed, and then he tells his dad, like, I'm going to go to the prom and seek vengeance. And he's like, where are my shoes? And he and Billy's just like, oh, they're right here. And then he hits him in the head with a shoe, <laughs> knocks him out. <laughs> he does come back later on. Yeah. But, yeah. I was like, did he just kill him with a shoe? But no, he. <laughs> That'd be something. I thought Billy, he took it too far. Billy is so set on revenge that he kills his own son with a shoe. <laughs> But yeah, she was shot, and this is when Mary Lou comes out of her, like her corpse appears. Yeah, which is very Nightmare on Elm Street too, by the way. Mm-hmm. I wonder why she couldn't have done that to begin with. 
Um, she, maybe she, she could appear as herself now. Maybe she maybe needed she, the crown. What? Maybe she needed the prom queen crown. Oh, I thought you said the ground. I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> maybe. So yeah, now she's here. Attacking people. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's very Carrie-esque. Like the, the, and the we problem... Get, yeah, we get that scene where she opens a portal. Mm-hmm. No, what's the portal to, like... Hell? <laughs> I, I guess. Who knows? But she opened it. Yeah. And Craig was about to fall in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um and um I I I think Bill Bill gives her the crown or something and kisses her and this causes like her to go back to normal, I guess. Yeah. Like it, it pretty much like um ends the exorcism or the possession, I guess. Um yeah, and yeah, and, her spirit is happy to be queen. Yeah, and that's and, all she needed. And this movie, this is the second time it does it. This movie loves having older men kissing young girls. And it's yeah. very, it's very uncomfortable because Mary Lou is still like she's been dead for thirty years. So, like this would this would imply that Billy is, you know, in his late forties, and Mary Lou is still. Seventeen, eighteen. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's the um, way that I guess locks her back into the into the chest, and it's implied that her spirit is um, now in the past because it shows that <laughs> it, it, it it shows her back at the prom dancing, and it's like like you said, she's prom queen. That's all she ever wanted, and now. She could experience prom forever. <laughs> forever in the afterlife. That's more like hell. <laughs> to just <laughs> to just get to experience prom forever. The never-ending prom. That's like at my wedding when the DJ played the 13-minute version of the cha-cha slide. <laughs> oh. It's like every time you yeah. thought it every time you thought it was ending, it's like, all right, one hop this time. <laughs> And it's like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't just stop once you get in there. Yeah, no, you can't just walk away in the middle of the cha-cha slide. No. That's how I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do the cha-cha slide for an hour <laughs> each day. I'm going to be in the basement. <laughs> My wife's going to get home. <laughs> you just hear in the basement, cha-cha real smooth. <laughs> just come downstairs and I'm just doing the cha <laughs> Now you have to do it. <laughs> That's how I'm gonna lose weight this summer. I'm gonna do the cha cha slide for an hour each day. You have to do it like with aerobics involved or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just like triple it. So when it says one hop, I'll just do three. <laughs> oh, so you just jump in the air, you just lose weight. I mean, that's an exercise. <laughs> you you underestimate it, but when I was in baseball. Our coach did it, made us do an exercise, and he was like, "All right, guys, I want everybody to to, to jump in the air one hundred times." Ugh. And yeah, w- once you get to like 
Ten. Like, you're feeling it. <laughs> I was going to say three. <laughs> well, I mean, I was in... I, I wasn't in shape at the time, but I was... You were in peak you know, physical condition? No. Um, I mean, I wasn't, like, out of shape at the time. I mean, I was out of shape, but I wasn't, like, bad out of shape. <laughs> now I'm just bad <laughs> out of shape. So if I jump in the air, like, six times, I'm probably done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Um, Mary Lou and them, uh, or Vicky, not Mary Lou. Mary Lou's in in the never-ending prom. Um, or so we think. I can't even think anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is like literally the ending. Yeah. Um, but the car, they get into the car with Craig, Billy, or Billy and Vicky get into the no. Vicky and Craig leave with Billy. Yes. And then Craig uh, seems to forgive him for attacking him with a shoe. Yeah. And then um, Billy turns on the radio and plays Hello, Mary Lou. And then it's implied that he's um, possessed. And then the movie ends. They're stuck in the car. Yeah, like we said, very Nightmare on Elm Street ending. Um, I'm actually fine with it. I am curious how they continue the story, considering um, none of these characters come back. So... I don't know. It it, it might have been interesting to see like this followed up followed up on, but you know, Vicky's revenge. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be difficult to continue calling this prom night with the same characters because the characters would not be celebrating prom night anymore. So I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe there's another prom incident, and you know, like Vicky and Craig come back to you know help them or something. I I don't know. I don't know how you could follow up I on like this. It. But, but and then you bring Jamie Lee Curtis back. Yeah, she'd be like, "Hey, I had my own my own prom incident, so <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here to help." Yeah, like it. Um. Yeah, do you have any uh, final thoughts on this movie? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, go ahead. I think people should watch it. It's not my favorite, but... That's fine. It's a movie. Yeah. About prom. <laughs> prom and romance. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm like, I, I was pleasantly surprised by this. I, I guess I did yeah, it's, have definitely, high, it's definitely worth a watch. I had high expectations because, um, you know, I saw this on a documentary and I heard good things about it. I saw, I was surprised that it had a, um, a 3.2 on Letterboxd, but you know, now I'm not surprised cause I gave it, uh, I gave it. Three and a half stars, which would even out to like three point five. So, I wonder how you feel about the first one. Watching it now, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, I, I'm, I'm curious to see where this story goes. So, I don't know how I would feel about, um, you know, about this being, um, like about how that story would go. Because I, I was expecting this to be a slasher, but I was. 
like pleasantly surprised that it wasn't. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, um, I gave this, uh, like I said, three and a half stars on Letterboxd. I'm, I'm a, a I don't want to say a massive fan of this movie, but I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I I am, um, I'm 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 curious to see what this movie was prior to the reshoots because I feel like the scenes that they reshot are scenes that would have to be in here. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, all right, so, um, we're probably going to have to wrap up in, uh, pretty quickly. So I guess we, we could probably skip our recommendations because I did want to, um, do our segment where we have an AI create a sequel for a movie for us. Are you Mm -hmm. fine with skipping recommendations this week? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we don't have a, um, name for the segment yet. I don't think we ever came up with one. So um, if you have one, feel free to submit a request and yeah, we'll, we'll see if it fits. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, um, the, the movie that I had um, the AI, right? Because I just said that I would like to see a follow up to this movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I told chat GPT, Give me a plot to a sequel to Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's no telling where this could go. Um, I, I haven't read it prior to this, so... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Title. Okay. We're off to a terrible start. The title is... Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 3, <laughs> Resurrection. Several years have passed since the events of Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Hamilton High School has been rebuilt and reopened, ready to welcome a new generation of students. However, the echoes of the past linger, and the malevolent spirit of Mary Lou Maloney stirs once again. The story centers around Emily, a talented and ambitious student who was recently transferred to Hamilton High. She becomes fascinated with the school's dark history and begins researching the legend of Mary Lou. Unbeknownst to Emily, her investigations awaken Mary Lou's spirit, eager to wreak havoc once more. As Emily delves deeper into the school's past, she discovers a hidden chamber beneath the auditorium. Inside, she finds artifacts linked to Mary Lou's death, including her charred prom dress and the remnants of the cursed prom queen crown. Unaware of the dangers she has unleashed, Emily tries, tries on the prom queen crown, inadvertently binding herself to Mary Lou's spirit. Slowly, Mary Lou takes control of Emily, using her as a vessel to exact her revenge on those who wronged her in the past and anyone who dares to cross her path. Emily's friends, Kate and Ben, become increasingly concerned about her behavior. They uncover the truth about Mary Lou's resurrection and realize they must find a way to sever the connection between Emily 
and the vengeful spirit before it's too late. With the help of Mr. Collins, a retired teacher who witnessed Mary Lou's wrath in the past, Kate and Ben embark on a perilous journey to stop Mary Lou's reign of terror. They search for a lost diary belonging to the original prom queen, hoping it holds the key to banishing Mary Lou's spirit once and for all. As they delve deeper into the supernatural mysteries of the school, they face ghostly encounters, paranormal phenomena, and relentless attacks from Mary Lou. Okay, so it doesn't want to give us details about that, just going to tell us that it happens. <laughs> uh, time is running out as Mary Lou grows stronger with each passing day, fueled by the darkness within Emily. How long is this freaking plot? On the night of the Grand Prom, <laughs> chaos erupts as Mary Lou sets her sights on the final targets. Kate and Ben race across time. What the heck? to locate the diary and perform <laughs> a risky ritual to free Emily from Mary Lou's crutches. Time travel is involved in this. They don't say how, but it is. Oh. Um, in the cinematic showdown, Kate and Ben confront Mary Lou in the haunted auditorium. Surrounded by flickering lights and swirling mist, just the diary secrets and the power of their unwavering friendship, they confront Mary Lou forcing her to face the consequences of her past actions. Almost done. In a bittersweet conclusion, Kate and Ben manage to separate Emily's spirit from Mary Lou's, banishing the vengeful ghost once and for all. The prom is saved, but the scars of the encounter remain, reminding them of the darkness that can lurk within the hearts of the seemingly ordinary. As dawn breaks, Emily awakens, free from Mary Lou's control, with Kate and Ben by her side, they find solace in their victory and the bonds they've forged through their shared ordeal. They vow to keep the secrets of Hamilton High buried deep within the walls and move forward, forever changed by their encounter with the haunted legacy of Mary Lou Maloney. The end. Mm, nice. Not bad. It's just like very direct. Like it's yeah. there's not really much funny about it. It's just except it's for the funny. Title. I I actually asked them to make a movie. Would you like to share yours? Yeah, I asked about like a movie plot about Freddy Krueger invading prom night. You know, since okay. the Nightmare on Elm Street vibes. Okay, I like it. So mine is called Prom Night Nightmare. I like where this is going. <laughs> better, the movie better, starts better title than mine <laughs> the movie begins on a night of prom at a high school in a small town so we're already at prom night at the beginning of the movie <laughs> I like it the students are all excited about the evening ahead but there's a strange feeling in the air something ominous is lurking just beneath the surface as the students begin to dance and enjoy themselves one by one, they begin to fall asleep. Hopefully not in the middle of dancing. I was going to say it at, at but I think, <laughs> Yeah, they're falling asleep. But instead of waking up refreshed, they find themselves transported into a dark, twisted version of the prom where Freddy Krueger reigns supreme. Freddy is using the students' dreams to trap them in this alternate reality, where he torments and terrorizes them, using their deepest fears against them. As the night goes on, more and more students are pulled into Freddy's nightmare, 
until only a handful remain in the real world. Among the survivors are a trio of friends, Sarah, Jake, and Liz. They had been suspicious of the strange occurrences all night, and now they realize they are the only ones left who can stop Freddy. Working together, the friends search for a way to break the hold Freddy has on the rest of their classmates. They have to find a way to bring everybody back into reality before it's too late and Freddy becomes unstoppable. In the climactic finale, the three friends face Freddy in a battle of wills and strength. They must use their own dreams to fight back against him, and ultimately, they are successful in defeating him and breaking hold he had on the students. As dawn breaks, the students awaken from their nightmare, confused and traumatized, but grateful to be alive. The friends share a moment of relief, but they know that the memory of the night will never truly leave them. The movie ends with the sun rising on a new day, but with knowledge that Freddy may come back again, and that the town is never truly safe from his terror. It's a new day. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that, that one was also more direct, and it wasn't like... <laughs> That's kind of short. We've had some... <laughs> We've had some like stupid ones that like are actually funny. Yeah. But like these two were actually like legit movies. So I'm surprised. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like like the I don't know, like I feel like this even though we're doing a whole segment about it, I feel like it's bad for the movie industry that you can like come up with like a legit plot to a movie that quick. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you just gotta really like polish it or whatever, and that's pretty much all you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, like, I could see, like, Freddy stalking prom. <laughs> yeah. And even, like, mine, like, that was very detailed, except for, like, yeah. it, it, like it, it said that there were encounters. It didn't say, like, what they were, so you'd have to, like, you know, come, yeah. up, come up with those a little bit. But, like... I know mine said Freddy didn't really kill anybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean... They all awaken. <laughs> I mean, like like you said, you'd have to polish it a little bit, but yeah. I mean, I I I don't think Chat GPT is like, um, like if, if you use the word slasher, it won't make anything for you because it'll tell you that like it's inappropriate. So, yeah. <clears throat> so that might be why Freddy didn't kill anybody because it's kind of like tame. Yeah. But yeah, I get that. That's a different topic for another time that um, mm -hmm. we could probably talk about forever about the dangers of AI <laughs> invading yeah. like, the music and the movie industry. But all right, so for our next episode, uh, you, you were going to spin the wheel and have it pick an episode for us, correct? Mm hmm. All right, so would you like to tell us what's on the wheel? I just had the wheel pulled up. I don't know where it went. Oh. This makes for some riveting podcast content. Steven finds the wheel. I found the wheel. Okay, good. All right, so what are, <laughs> so what are our options? Found immediately. Um, I put on there Taurus Trap, Chopping Mall, The New York Ripper, Prom Night 2008, Horror in the High Desert, Carrie 2013, 
Black Roses and the Gallows. Okay. Interesting. All right. Let me know when you're going to spin the wheel. All right, I am spinning. Oh, we have Taurus Trap. Okay. Yeah, I, I've I never watched, seen that. I watched it before. It's uh, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I did a respin just to see what it landed on. It landed on Carry 2013. All right. All right, so yeah, I guess we're doing Taurus Trap for next next week. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. So uh, very, very Texas Chainsaw Massacre inspired from what I remember. But mm-hmm. we'll get into more of that next week. Um, yeah, so do you have anything else for this episode? Uh, no. It's been a very hectic one. <laughs> but, but I like I like the vibe. Mm hmm. Because I feel like if we're if a podcast is too serious, what's the fun of that? Yeah. So, all right. If you want to follow us on social media, you can. We are at Santamira After Dark on Instagram. On Twitter, we are at Santamira AD Pod. <clears throat> Until next time, I'm Jeremy. I'm Stephen, and curfew is now in session. <laughs> <laughs>